Hello and welcome to the Happy You're Here podcast. Today we have Mark Kumar, who is a lifestyle entrepreneur who helps entrepreneurs run profitable online businesses by sharing their own advice. So thanks for joining us, Mark. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Oh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. It truly is a pleasure. I know we're going to have a really good conversation that's going to help your listeners take their business to the next level. So just a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur. And those of you who may not know what a lifestyle entrepreneur is, it's a person who is in the industry that he actually absolutely loves and then creates a business out of that. Rather than loving your business, you love what you do and you create a business out of that. So I have been to four different industries. The very first one was the photography industry, where which is a very interesting story because I got myself a camera for a, one Christmas present and then I fell in love with photography, started taking pictures, and then sooner or later, my family member found out that like, hey, Mark has a camera and he is a professional photographer. I'm like, I am not a professional photographer. I just have a camera that looks like <laughs> professional. That's about it. But I am no means possible a professional photographer. But like the thing goes, if it looks like professional, you must be a professional, you know? So then my family members start telling other people like, hey, Mark is a professional photographer. If you need a photographer, hire him. And at that time, I had no experience whatsoever other than the fact that I had like a decent regular, I think it was a Canon Rebel XTR or XT something. And that's all I had. And then one day I get a call from a friend of my family member saying, hey, we want to hire you for our event and that's the sound that everyone wants to hear i want to hire you meaning i want to give you money come provide your services yeah and the very the very first thing that came to my mind was like wow first of all wow amazing that was the first thing second thing was like i'm scared like there is no tomorrow because i don't know what i'm doing and i don't have any skills so i get to the this this mindset like i am not Good enough i don't know if i'm gonna be able to take good pictures the light is gonna be good i'm scared out of my blah 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 and i don't know what i'm gonna be doing so i'm like okay i'm glad that they find me and then i will go there do my best and that's all that was my plan so i went there did my best and while i was taking pictures at one point i caught myself i was like literally a kid in a candy store and that's <laughs> when i realized like wow if I could do this seven days a week or however many days that I want to work, that would be so amazing. And that's what I did. That's what the whole entrepreneurial bug got planted in my head. I'm like, I want to learn how to do this. So from that point on, I started actually going to a courses where professional photographers taught me how to pose and everything else. So I did that. I took a lot of courses online and then then accumulated all this knowledge i'm like i'm not do something so first thing what i did was i i went into the portrait wedding uh, portrait photography world where i took pictures of the people and then i went to wedding and then i went to fashion so all that photography was like accumulation of so much knowledge and i was so successful and i loved it every second of it it was amazing and i was like this is great and i want to continue to do this and then what i wanted to do was like i was doing all of that but i didn't have a website whatsoever mm -hmm. And then I was like, I, this is great. You know, I'm going to people showing my wedding albums, like, hey, 
here's my wedding album, here's my work, but it has to be a better and easier way to showcase your website, I mean, your work. They're like, okay, I need a website. And then that's where the next industry came in, where I literally taught myself a HTML, JavaScript, CSS, I'm talking ground up, not WordPress one, like literally from scratch. <clears throat> and then for some odd reason, even though I was really good at photography, when I went to a different industry, I got to the point where like, I'm feeling this feeling again. It's like, what makes me the person who is like, can do this stuff, can create a website, like this imposter syndrome or negative symptom, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Like, what gives me, who gives me the right, the power, authority to say, you can do it. And that I went through a couple of months with that. I'm like, I, I don't know because I'm like, I can hire somebody and they will do it because they are professional. I am not professional by all means. I don't know anything. So at that point, I realized like, you know, it's like you have a blank canvas. You can literally paint anything with it, on it. And then I was like, okay, I, I realized that I don't know. But if I could just literally learn one thing one day and continue that, and I will know a lot more in the next 60 days than some of the professionals who've been doing it. That's when I was like, I'm gonna go full blown in it. And that's when I started learning it. Every single day, I would just just literally sit behind the computer, type it away, programming and learning and watching YouTube, YouTube videos, literally. And then also taking the yeah. courses online and then Udemy and all those things. And then actually went on a one-on-one -on -one session with a coaching session. So I was like, if I wanna get ahead in life, why not hire somebody who's already there who could teach me all the secrets? Right. I was like, yeah, so that's what it is. I'm so like, wow. So I learned how to create all the website and everything else within like six months, I think, which is great. And then at the time, same thing happened to my uh, website world. What happened in photography? Hey, Mark knows about computer. He could build your website. I'm like, okay, great. So I did that. So that's, so the point being is like, I because I was like four different industries, Every single industry that I went to, I have noticed not only just but myself, other people. It's the same pattern. The pattern is like one, when you decide it, like I want to go in here. The first next thing that comes up is like, hey, I am not good enough. What? Well, who gives me the authority? The one thing that I noticed is like, you are the only one who's gonna give you the authority, the power, the right to say you are good enough to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's true in so many different ways. And, and, and that applies to more than just business. I mean, we all kind of deal with that imposter syndrome quite a bit. Uh, and, you know, I think that not all the listeners of this show are necessarily entrepreneurs, but I think that you can still learn a lot from that kind of, you know, I want to learn something. And like, what gives me the right to know about that thing? It is it's just the effort that you put in to go learn that thing. Uh, and it's like, it's all, we're very lucky that it's all accessible to us these days. So um, I'm really interested in your health journey that you went through also. And then, and then you talked about developing a system and kind of how you came to, uh, you know, develop that kind of systematic thinking. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the that's so actually, that's a really good question. And I'm so glad you asked that because that process alone was like crucial to my personal development because people, like you said, someone who are business people, they may not relate to it, but the personal level is the same damn system. 
So because yeah. I was the so because because I was sitting behind the computer for like eight, ten, twelve hours per day, seven days a week, I started to gain a lot of weight. I'm talking, I went from I went up to two hundred and seventy pounds, and I was wearing two XL shirt and forty two size pants. And if you ever been that big, you know it is not easy to move around. And my one meal while I was at that weight was an extra large pepperoni and two liter of Coke <laughs> with 10 wings and 10 uh, barbecue wings on the side. That was one meal. Imagine eating that meal three times a day. Like your arteries, your heart rate, like yeah. crazy. I mean, like uh, one one time I got to the point where like I was having a hard time trying to breathe, walk around, just do normal things, whatever. And then finally decided that I'm gonna go and get healthy went to the gym the trainer asked me a basic question to saying like what is your family history so on and so forth i told that person and then she said that if you continue on this path you're gonna cut literally 10 years off your life and you are going to become diabetic diabetic just like your parents because my parents have diabetes mm -hmm. and at that point that scared the hell out of me like i do want to shorten my life just because of this silly food that I like, I'm willing to give that up. So at that point, I went in there and decided with the same mindset, it's like this pattern, like I said, once you go in there, when you decide it, for first few days, let's say first two weeks, you are really fired up, you're motivated because that's something new, you haven't tried it. You're like, yes, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And then after the motivation level goes down, that's when the reality sets in because that's when you actually have to put in the work and put in the work sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't the key thing that i learned was that the thing that doesn't work don't develop on it just let it go because that's what life is you're gonna fail more times than you succeed but when you finally do succeed right accumulation of those all those failures they're gonna add up so much that when you succeed you're gonna succeed so big that you won't even realize it. It's like, wow. And people are going to be like, yeah, that guy. He's he's a successful person. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm successful right now. But when I was putting in the trenches, putting the hard work, failing every single day and not knowing yeah. if I'm going to get to where I am, it's like, damn. So that's what it was. I think it's really hard to get people to understand that sometimes. I mean, I see that from the perspective of, you know, I feel like a lot of my whole thing is living a fulfilled life, right? And, uh, I feel that I'm there now pretty consistently most of the time, but I definitely was not. I struggled with addiction. I struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts and things. Uh, and, you know, people don't see that. They see me now and they're like, well, you're just a happy person. So that's not fair. You can't give me advice on how to get to that point. And it's like, no, I was there. And, and some of these people that, you know, I'm talking to you, I was like, I was in a much darker place than you are right now. Like, trust me, if you put in the work, you can get out of it. You just have to choose to do that. Uh, and it's hard whenever you, I think once you've had a couple of those things under your belt where you've done something that you didn't know how to do and then you learned how to do it, you n realize how those failures, uh, you know, build you towards uh, whatever your goal is that you're, you're going towards, then it's easier to replicate that in a different space in your life. But when it's, you know, the first time you're doing that, maybe you've just kind of coasted through life to this point, then it's really hard 
especially the older you get to to make that transition. And, and it's really like a it's the growth mindset, right? It's that it's that mindset difference. Yeah, that's that's that. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because the mindset is the only thing and the very first thing that needs to happen. Because if you don't have the mindset, you will never move forward. And that's why there are plenty of people out there in the world who are so negative, who are so look this looks at life so negatively in their own life, but also they literally infect that particular disease and the negative negativity disease to others because they didn't succeed for whatever reason whether they were lazy or the limitation or they didn't have the right mindset or the resources at the time then they were like hey if i can't do it you can't do it either but the other person who's trying to do it they don't know their resources they don't know their capability you know the fine example i can give you is that for example let's say from new york to la a person goes like let's just personalize a little bit more so let's mm -hmm. say if i go from new york take a plane and go to la and fly there if i go to the check-in counter and the check-in counter the agent behind it gave me the meanest look and was so rude and starting from that point on i'm gonna have a bad experience like that agent was horrible so if i'm like really yeah. positive person i may ignore it but some people are like yeah i'm just gonna have a horrible time for now let's say you go to your check-in line where your security is right and then the person who scanned you they gave you a mean look as well from that point on you're like oh my god uh, it's just just not a good experience at this point then you go wait in the line to get in the plane and then when you hand in your ticket, you're smiling. And the Asian at that point maybe had a bad day or whatever the case is. They may not be like, hey, psh, give me a ticket. Off you go. Literally, how rude would that be? Although they may not right. say it, but I'm just saying, hypothetical. They say, like, give me a ticket. Off you go. Then you go into the plane. And then at that point, if I ask you, how do you think my experience is during that time? From the time I enter in the airport, by the time I'm going into the airplane. Horrible. The ticket agent was horrible. The security guard was horrible. The lady who checked me and so on. So therefore, I will never fly in that stupid airplane. That's what I would tell everybody else. That's generalizing the whole thing. That's what most people do. At least 65% right. of the people, they generalize the whole thing. Like, hey, I felt because, you know, I had a bad experience. You should totally boycott that particular airline because you are going to have the bad experience as well. But they don't realize is like, it's possible that those three people who you encounter, they just had a bad day. They just didn't know how to do it. So, so therefore, yeah, so much of it is luck, right? Like, and if you get unlucky a few times in a row, if you allow that to beat you up and just like, you know, make you give up, then, then you're going to go through life being jaded. And I see that a lot in the film industry. I used to work as a filmmaker and made some movies and stuff. And like, there are so many jaded people in that industry. Uh, and I left because I was, I felt like I was starting to become one of them uh, because I had some wins and then I had a series of like three or four pretty big losses, big projects that fell apart that, you know, money was involved with and stuff. And I was like really feeling myself getting jaded and, and kind of like angry about the work and I wasn't enjoying it anymore. So it was like, okay, I just need to leave this because uh, I realized that, but so many people don't. So many people will sit there and they will tell every young filmmaker that this industry sucks and so everyone's there to screw you over and no one knows how to do any real hard work and like blah, 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 which is just not true. There's sure there's plenty of people like that and there's plenty of people that are willing to try to take your money and stuff, but 
you know what what i want to point point out is like i'm so glad you said that because not that validates that it's just not one industry that's human kind all across doesn't matter no matter whether you're in the film industry photography software it doesn't matter it's in every single industry so the next question that begs to be asked is like what do you do about it when you encounter that person what i did was when i was like going through the process it's like hey I'm going to ask you one question and one question only. And then after that, I'm going to keep my mouth shut and sit back and let you finish that particular, give me the answer to that particular question. Let's say you told me that you are not going to fail. I mean, you are going to fail in that industry or whatever that thing is like. First thing was like, why do you feel like I'm going to fail? And then I don't say anything and I sit back and relax. And then whatever that comes out of their mouth is going to be solely based on their personal experience whatever mm-hmm. failure it is which is a good thing so that way you know what not to do <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> exactly right so that's step number one step number two would be like give me one good reason why i would succeed and then you shut your mouth sit back relax what that's gonna do for the person who's negative it's gonna have they gonna have to shift their mind going from negative to the positive direction yeah i love that and then also the next time something happened, they would, they would start telling you like, hey, uh, you're going to fail, blah, 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 blah. But remember, Joe, last time we had this conversation and asked you, give me one good reason why I would succeed. And you flip that on them. I call it the flip the script. And that's why I will succeed. And that person will shut up because no one wants to be wrong. No one's going to say, like, I was right. wrong. I was wrong. You know, no one's going to say that. So they're just going to shut up and then you can move forward far, far quicker than if you just have to deal with that person. It's an interesting way to get around the negativity bias. I mean, humans have that negativity bias and some of us are more susceptible to it than others. And, you know, some of us, the longer you allow that to dominate you, the stronger and stronger it gets. And positivity is kind of the same way. It's like edging this like trench in your mind uh, where the neurons are firing, you know? So it's it's practice. I I really want to point that out because I'm so glad you brought that up because the whole pattern thing, it doesn't matter whether it's a negative or a positive. Repetition of anything, it will continue. For example, if you're a negative person and somebody who's a positive person, what's the difference? They're repeating the same thing. They're repeating the positive, positive, positive. The negative person repeating it, negative, negative, negative. So if you have the option or the choice to repeat, which one would you do? You would do the one that's going to move, help you move towards your goal. And how would you know if you're moving towards your goal? Let's say your goal is to, I don't know, I'm just going to pick a different industry, uh, film industry, for example. Uh, I want to finish my film by X amount of date. Let's just say January, you started. I want to have a first scene or take or whatever you want to call that done by March. Come February, are you getting close to getting done? If not, do something else that will help you move forward. Right. Yeah, I like how you talked about when you were saying when you were learning the um, computer programming, the or building websites, you know, how you broke that down into if I learn something every day, because I think that's that's a lot of times anything that you're learning that's new can feel overwhelming uh, or any big project that you're working on. Right. Yeah. So that's so, important. Yeah. Can I do a case study with you? Because I love this part of it. Give me an example Absolutely. and then I'll break it down for you step by step. How do you actually accomplish that? to make sure that you move forward, number one, and number two, you're happy by the time you get there. Oh, uh, 
That's interesting. It's hard for me to think off the top of my head about something big that I've not already done that. Well, it does, doesn't matter. Pick a, pick, let's pick let's, let's just make something up. Let's say, um, try to think of something that's not necessarily business related, just to give it a broader context. Like, let's say I want to uh, um, find employment. Let's say I, I, I don't have a job and I want to find a job. Uh, that's kind of a challenge for either of us to think about, since both of us probably work for ourselves mostly. <laughs> Uh, but I think that's an interesting concept. How would how would we uh, you know help someone like that break that into uh, more manageable steps? So let me ask you this question: Do you want to find a job or do you want to start a business? Let's say someone wants to find a job because I want to see how you react to that challenge. <laughs> no problem. I, I love these. This is like, the, that really gets me off. So let's say you want to find a job, right? Yeah. So the number one thing you want to do is like, what are you good at? What are you really, really good at? So what I do is I will put you to this uh, midnight test is what I call. So basically what it means is let's just say, what job do you want to look for? Let's get very specific because I love this. Yeah, let's say I, uh, I want to help people. I want a job where I can help people. With what? Um, I like to help people with, uh, maybe addiction problems. Addiction problem. Awesome. Great. So that's perfect. So now we're getting very specific. So let's say the midnight test, if you could pass this midnight test, you can get a job very quickly. The midnight test would be, are you really good at that? If I wake you up in the middle of the night and ask you, I have an addiction problem. I cannot seem to quit. I have tried everything. What can I do? What's the answer you will get? You have to <laughs> Well, uh, you have to decide that you want to quit. But yeah, it's a good first step. That's the first step. And then you have so to quit. If, yeah. Find help. So wh whatever answer you give, yeah. and that is midnight test, meaning if I wake you up in the middle of the night and the first thing you're gonna do is obviously rub your eyes like, what the hell, yeah, right. what are you talking about? Like whatever. And after you get over that first 10 seconds, then you're like, okay, Mark, this is what you do. Step one, step two, step yeah, three, right. step four, boom. That's when you know you are really good at that skill. Sure. And then from that point on, we can go on to finding a job. So next thing will be like, hey, I know you wanna help people get over their addiction. What have you done in the past where people can validate that whatever technique or skills that you have, they got result? Because this result is the only thing people are after. Right. So yeah, I find two. that you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say number two. Your skill. Whether you're. Uh, oh, there's definitely a delay going on. <laughs> it's so important whether you're looking for a job or you're looking to improve. Uh, if you're trying to get other people on board with something whether you're trying to start your own business or whether you're trying to find employment, it's like, how do you prove what have I done? You know, and it doesn't have to be big. It could be small. If you're, if you're starting small, like what have I done? Cause that result, if you can, you can show someone that will then pay you to replicate that result and then build on it. Exactly. And then if you have, let's say five people who have gotten result based on your system, you could say, or whatever you want to call it, we'll just call it system for now. And then those people, the wealth of knowledge that you help them with, you can 
find a job by going to LinkedIn, obviously, because that's where the, all the people are. And right now yeah. in time, I think, I think because of the time that we are currently living in this whole pandemic thing, it probably would be better if you start your online coaching program, because that way you can help a lot of people, a lot of people as compared to when you go to business, you be a little more challenging, but it's possible. So LinkedIn definitely will be the very first resources you want to tap into it. And, you know, go in, look for where people are in the same industry. And let's say you found somebody named Joe Schmo, and he's in the industry of substance abuse. And he's a VP or something. Last thing you want to do is go to Joe Schmo. Hey, by the way, my name is Mark Kumar. I help people with substance abuse. Here's my resume. It's like, uh, okay, I don't know you, first of all. Second of all, nice. Right. You know, to put things in perspective for you, let's say you and your girlfriend are going on a uh, walk and you're having a great time. You're having a great time. Your relationship is great. And all of a sudden, some guy comes up to you and say, hey, give me $10. I need it right now. What's the first thing that's going to come to your mind? Yeah, like what? Why? <laughs> Exactly. So you don't want to do that. So basically on LinkedIn, if you look for a job, especially this is what you want to do. Hey, my name is Mark Kumar and I am XXS. It was really nice meeting you. I mean, it's, uh, it's not nice meeting because you haven't met that person. You can say, my name is Mark Kumar. I help individuals with uh, substance use. I just want to say hello. You leave it at that. If you have some time, maybe I can pick your brain on something, your expertise. You don't ask for anything. And then at that point, person like, oh, right. okay, Marcus, blah, blah, blah. And then next phase, if that person responds back to you, and let's be real, let's say you send 10 messages out of the 10, don't expect to get a reply for all 10. Like hypothetically speaking, if you're really lucky if you get 10 responses. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you out, of, out of 10, if you get two, that's a great start because the other yeah. eight who did not respond, they're probably not a good fit. The people who did respond to you, respond back to them and then open the dialogue. It's like it's like what I say, open a dialogue is like going on a date. When the first time you go meet somebody in person, you don't know that person and they don't know you, which is a very good thing because at that point in time, both of you have respect each other and trust each other to some degree, a mutual trust, you could say, which is great. And then... If when when you go on your first date, right? And then what happens is the actions and the words that you use that will help you either make a mega credibility or diminish your credibility. Meaning, let's say you are saying, I will give you an example of the going on a date one. My name is Joe and I'm dating Jennifer. I don't know, hypothetically speaking. And I say, hey, Jennifer, how you doing? You look nice, right? It's very compliment. I mean, very complimentary statement. And the Jennifer mm -hmm. says, thank you. And then after, as soon as I say, you look nice. And then I look back like, whatever. And she sees me. I'm saying one thing, but body language is saying another, which is my action. Yeah. She's going to say, this guy's fake. He doesn't literally means what he says. So the best thing or the fastest way for you to build your mega credibility, just do what you say you're going to do. Simple as that. If you cannot do it, say that too, because the negative will also help you build your mega 
credibility. Because what happens is like, let's say if I, you ask me to do something, let's say meet you on a Sunday afternoon sometime, I was like, hey, that would be nice, but I can't do it because I have something else in mind or have some other plans, something happen, I cannot meet you, but I can meet you on the following Friday. At that point, you're going to be like, hey, I understand, you know, you say you can, but let's see what happens Friday. And next Friday, I show up at that point in your mind, I'm like, hey, Mark is reliable. So going back to the whole LinkedIn thing, so you right. tell the person who are we talking to, two people, uh, hey, conversation-wise, so let's say if you're going to meet them or send them any attachment or documents or anything, whatever time frame you tell them that you're going to tell them, you're going to send it, make sure you do that because that's going to help you build your mega credibility. Yeah, that's absolutely. that's that's, the that's, such a, that's such a huge thing. Like the, it, I mean, in general, in life, like if you want people to like you, do what you say you're going to do, which sounds like such common sense. But I think there's a lot of ways that a lot of us, even in small ways, don't do that and don't. Some of us don't realize it. Some of us maybe do, and it's something we're working on. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, there's definitely people that I know that you know will say yeah we'll we'll meet you like the worst thing you can do is waste someone's time that's terrible like if you say like hey let's block off this time let's hang out friday even if it's just friends right right let's hang out friday night you block off friday night you tell other people that you don't want to hang out because you're going to hang out with so and so and then so and so doesn't show up on friday and it's like cool well i could have been hanging i could have yeah I, I had other things i could be doing that's right. terrible uh, and you should never do that to your friends but you should never do that to strangers especially because it's a horrible first impression oh, can i just say add something to that yeah and absolutely take and take it a little more personal mm -hmm. there are two types of credibility one is with somebody else whether professional personal whatever then you have a mega credibility with yourself and then if you yeah. follow the same concept with yourself you will i promise you your self-confidence is going to go off the roof and number dig, two dig all you, yeah all of your negative thoughts will go away and yeah. i would love to dig into it because let's say uh i said to myself and you know we all of us have this internal dialogue with ourselves 24 7 it never stops and let's say monday morning comes i said by nine o'clock i'm gonna get x y and z finished I said that to myself. So if I finish that by nine o'clock in a room in my office, if no one else sees it, I know I did it. Somewhere along the line inside of me, I'm gonna be like, yes, I did it. I don't know, it's weird, but yeah. all of us, all of us have done that countless number of times because what that will do is, let's say you said yes gesture and make sure you do do that because that small victory is going to help you build another building block to move forward. And then next time around, let me ask you this question to you. If I said to myself, I'm going to finish something at X time, what's the likelihood of me actually accomplishing that or feeling like I can accomplish? If you just did it, then it's a high likelihood. Yeah. And it works the opposite way that, too. Where exactly. if I say like, I'm not going to eat this certain type of thing because it's bad for me. And then I do it anyway. 
then it's like, well, I just, I told, even if it's not something you told someone else, you told yourself and then you're, you're eroding that trust. How, how could someone that maybe has been eroding that trust a lot and maybe self-sabotages a lot or, um, you know, doesn't follow through with their own word for themselves, how can they start setting themselves on that right path? Because it's, it's difficult maybe to, to make that transition when you feel like you can't trust yourself. Oh my God, I love this. I love this human psychology, the behavior, because that's like one of my favorite topics. And I've spent so much time in learning about it, studying it, implying it, and all that stuff. So I absolutely love this this kind of conversation. So somebody who has been on this negative path, let's just say, right? So obviously, if you think about it from the personal mega credibility thing, if I'm the person who never lives up to my own word with my internal self, if I say something, the first thing I'm like, I'm not gonna do it because I haven't done it in the past. Look at my track record, look at my results, right? So how do you flip that around? Give yourself a very small thing, what I call as a 1% increment. So let's say if you, which is I think nowadays on a digital age, everyone can do that. It's a very, very small thing. Let's say for all of us, as soon as we have a cell phone, right? As soon as somebody rings the phone or get a message, instantly be like, hey, I wanna look at my phone. I don't know why, but we do. And that's the thing, right? So mm -hmm. let's just say on a Monday afternoon, five o'clock, you'll say to yourself for the next five minutes, I am not gonna look at my phone. 1%, five minutes, anyone can do it. And then once you do that five minutes and then Tuesday come for the next 10 minutes, I am not gonna look at my phone. From five to five ten. So those two wins will help you move in the right direction or go into the positive track. Yeah, I love that. You got to start small. Sometimes we all have a tendency to think like, oh, I'm going to, you know, make this massive change in my life. And that's totally relying on motivation. And, and that will dry up really quickly. And then you'll end up failing. Can I, can I just say something? Improve yourself wrong. Yeah. Can I just say something about this whole motivational thing? I think the motivational is probably the worst drug people can take the worst drug mm -hmm. because no matter how much of it you have you want more of it yeah it has diminishing results just like any other drug too it, it never stops you can have motivational for example let's say you get motivated what is the hell is the point of motivation pumps you up and then five minutes later you're dry that's yeah. like a fake motivation People who are actually successful, they don't need motivation because their results, their work, diminish their motivation level because they know what they need to do and they just do it. Right. And it's all it's all state of mind. But you know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, Mark, I'm gonna have to wrap things up. I really appreciate uh, our conversation. I absolutely love what you have to say and your whole story. Um, if people want to learn more, you have a really great blog and podcast. Where can they find all of that? All right. So people who want to get in touch with me, they can go to markkumar.com. And for my podcast, just screw my name, which is Mark Kumar, and then add the word podcast. I'll be the first one. To awesome. Find. I'll uh, add that all in the show notes down below as well. Thank you again, and I'm happy you're here. All right, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs>